celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of our dream team. That could be groomer Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Dr. Debbie White with your veterinary medical issues. Animal communicator Joy Turner or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all here to help you today. Uh, two weeks from Christmas. Ugh, so not ready. <laughs> one week and four or five days until I do my shopping. Yeah, I know. You'll wait till Christmas yes. Eve. And uh, hey, that's why they have gift card malls in the Safeway now. <laughs> why they have 7-Elevens. Oh. It's going to be uh, another box of Elvita for you this year. Hey, no more of those Christmas tree things that air fresheners, you know? <laughs> hey, oh, no. They're festive. They are very yeah, festive. They you got to admit. And pork rinds do not a stuffing stocking suffer make. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not, yes. Uh, Merritt Clifton is on the show today. Those of you that are regulars of Animal Radio know Merritt Clifton is the watchdog of the industry. He, he tells looks, it like oh, yeah. it is. He yeah. misses no words. He tells you all about the organizations that raise money for animals. Each and every one. In fact, he looks at each one's 990 IRS form every year, and he sees where the money goes. He sees how much the CEOs are getting paid, how much it costs mm-hmm. to solicit you for donations. And he puts it all together in a watchdog report, and today he's going to share some of his findings with us here on Animal Radio. So if you're one of those people looking for that last-minute tax deduction, you want to give it to animals, you don't know what's your organization, be listening for some tips in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You going to do any donations this year, Doc? You know what? I've already been working on it, and I have to say I've used that website, and it is Fabulous, because for someone like me who's not real savvy on all these different organizations ah. and there's so many structures, it can really help you kind of filter through the BS and find those organizations that are putting the money to work yes. on the ground. You know, instead of donating money, I like to donate uh, bedding and toys and food. Instead of just giving them cash, I'll actually bring the actual item to See, my local good, shelter. good, because you know a CEO is not going to go home with, with a can the, of cat food. Yeah. Probably not. It's probably going to go right to the animals. Yes, I think so. Okay, well, good. All details on the way. Merrick Clifton joining us, as well as your Dodge Journey Pet Destination. Hey, if you want to do this weekend's Dodge Journey Pet Destination, call us now. Tell us where you like to take your pet, your dog, your iguana, wherever it is. Is it a park? Is it a beach, perhaps, a dog park? Tell us your favorite place. We'll give you good stuff in exchange for your location. Today, we have some good stuff for your dog. One eight six six. other other places will learn and mirror that. That's what I'm thinking. friendly places. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. It's, so it's all good. one 405 Lori Roberts working on news today. I understand that people with dogs are more likely to be mm-hmm. in management positions. Really? Yeah. True? Yeah, like CEOs or vice presidents. It's uh, from the CareerBuilder.com online survey of 2,300 pet owners. It's pretty interesting. Fish owners, they work in HR and the hotel and leisure industry, which wow. seems to make sense, that hotel does. and leisure, because fish, because you're traveling a lot. Yeah. And uh, But reptile owners were more likely to be engineers and social workers Editors or writers and police officers. Kind wow, of interesting, huh? Yeah, I can kind of see the CEOs with dogs because people have dogs. You take, you know, kind of the alpha role. You're usually a leader. Sure, so sure. You no, I understand that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would think reptiles would be snakes. I mean, lawyers, lawyers, reptiles. How? <laughs> well, it does say that people who have reptiles and snakes as pets earn six figures generally. Oh wow! Awesome. Okay. So there you go. That you're probably right on the money there. But bird owners are more likely to be satisfied with their jobs. Wow. 
Good huh. to know. Let us know if you're a bird owner and you're satisfied. Yeah, I don't know your... too many bird owners. So. Yeah, I know a couple yeah, and they're not I very don't... satisfied. I think they're unemployed. <laughs> no, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. If you have a cat, I guess that means you're just um, an old maid. Is that what it is? I, I don't know. Scott, I don't think so. <laughs> But it's, it's just, apparently cat owners were just too aloof to answer the survey, I think, because it doesn't really list them. Oh, here we go. Cat owners are more likely to be physicians, real estate agents, lab technicians, stuff like that. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Good to okay, know. There you yeah. go. More details yeah. coming down up. here in the in lower room. echelon of the people making we money. We really are. I, well, I don't know what you are. If you're on the radio, what, you, what kind of animal you're supposed to have. 1-866-405-8405. Chia pet. That's, that's the only yeah, kind of animal. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. A cacti. Yes. I will head yes. to the phones next. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hey, hey, it's Hal Abrams. And Judy Francis. And Dr. Debbie. Joey Volani making his way into the studio. Food on his shirt. To get on his case this week, I had to clean up a, uh, I believe, a Philly cheesesteak sandwich last week <laughs> from his place. Animal communicator Joey Turner is also here, as well as Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, here to answer your pet behavior questions. This time of year, we think about giving donations to, uh, well, animal organizations in my case. Yeah, you get a lot of those things in the mail. You get solicitations. And it's, you know, almost before the 31st, you gotta, you got to do that donation for the tax year. So that's my total goal. No, it isn't. It's to help the animals, too. And I give locally here. And I do that because Merritt Clifton, our good friend at Animal People, told me that's those are the people that really need the money. The big organizations, not so much. In fact, Merritt, as he does every year, he puts together the Watchdog Report, and he finds out how much each organization makes, where they spend their money, how much the CEO is going home with. And uh, it's all from tax forms, 990 form. It's an IRS form that these organizations have to fill out. He reports all this stuff in the Watchdog Report, and he'll be with us this weekend to tell us what to look for in an organization when we give away donations. And uh, Lori Roberts working on news right now. She says... That people with dogs are more likely to be in management positions. In fact, she's she's <laughs> reporting on a survey that says what kind of animals reflect what kind of jobs you have. Huh, very mm. interesting. So I'm thinking, would snakes and reptiles be lawyers? No, That's actually. so bad, Hal. <laughs> not, Stop that. Not true. Cat owners were more likely to be physicians. Think about that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Hi, Keisha. Hi, how you doing? Go. Very good. Where are you? Oh, I'm at home. Where's that? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, okay. Hey, listen, I have Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard here. He can help you with your dog problems. What's going on? Hi, Tisha. Uh, she, I came seem to um, um, house train her for one and keep her from jumping off over people. She's kind of wild. Oh, well, uh, so you have a few problems. Number one, she is, um, you know, you have a housebreaking issues. And you, what breed, uh, do you have a Yorkie or what breed no, you have? No, she's a pit bull. Oh, <laughs> it's on the opposite side. I didn't hear too often when the pit, bull, pit, pit bull's owners have a housebreaking problems. I know they have a problems on another side of the scale. I've never people. heard about the housebreaking, you yeah, know. No, it's very new. How old is your puppy? Maybe you have a 12 weeks puppy. How old is your dog? She's four 
four months? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, that's happening once in a while. Tell me how you're managing that stuff, and I will uh, uh, yell, I will yell, uh, yell at you. She doesn't mm-hmm. even, she won't go on the pad. She eat up and play with the pad. Oh, because uh, you know what? What? What are you doing, my dear Tisha? You are teaching your dog to pee and poop in your own house. You basically doing something which its own mother did in the opposite side. And unless you are not the Polish man who believes he knows everything, and if you don't believe you know better than the doggy's mother, you have to follow the rules. And the rules is then must be clean. So I don't care you live in the 12, on the 12th floor apartment or you live in your condo somewhere or in your, you know, on the ground. But if I were in your shoes, you know, I would create that dog. Uh, and when I don't create, I supervise it. And I five, six times per day, my dog would hear, hey, Mika, you, you want to go potty? You want to go potty? And I would rush her to the door. And if it takes elevator, I will go on elevator down. And as the dog gets down, gets older, gets better control over the system, and I would never, ever teach the dog to pee and poop in my house, especially, you know, there are sometimes exceptions of the rules and sometimes necessities. You see, if you would be older person and you had a little Yorkie or Shih Tzu or something like that, we could talk about mm-hmm. that. But in your situation, you are committing a big crime. First of all, you are doing the job what the doggy mother did because doggy mother always kicked the puppy away from the den and you're teaching her pee and poop in its own den. So your puppy's mother would not be happy with this type of extension of the training. And number two, it's not going to be good for you in the long term, and you're going to deal with this uh, problem for many years to come. So here is what I would do if I were you. I would invest some money in the metal crate, and I want to make sure every time, if I cannot keep one of my eye on her as the hook, you know, I'm going to I'm I'm going to create her, and uh, I got a when she's loaded bump in the morning. That's what she's gonna sleep in the crate, and I gotta rush her outside. And and, and my puppy would hear, "You wanna go party? You wanna go party? You wanna go party?" All the way through. And as we pink, we're saying, "Good girl, good girl." She finished celebration. Good girl, and give her a piece of the cheese or something. And after go poop, go poop, go poop. I'm not going to get home unless the dog did not pee or pooped. And if it didn't, I would put them in the crate for 15, 20 minutes. And after that, I'll go back outside unless they've done it. And once they've done it for the few consecutive weeks, they will consistently do it from this time on outside. And I would clean all your house now with the product by name Simple Solution or any other good products specially designed to cleaning pet urine from your local pet store. Otherwise, you're going to go back and smell that spot, whatever was under the pee pads, and uh, pee it again. And of course, I would make sure she eats two times per day, and I would give her water just uh, one or two, probably one and a half hours after she finished dinner or lunch, and uh, I will remove the water after that. Because if you know when it comes in, you know it comes out. That's going to be my basic management for that problem. Okay, what about if I, because I'm not at home, and so sometimes there's no one there to take her out. She you know, in your, I know, I see, I know. This is the kind of situation which you kind of have emergency because, 
you know, this is like type of the thing which you think, well, you know, if I'm not around, let me do easy way so she would pee on her own somewhere else. Unfortunately, you may save a few boxes if you do this way the way I wanted to do. It will take some time. I can teach you how the dog can be trained in pee and poop uh, on the pee pads. But if I were you, you know what I would do? I would hire for two weeks, two, three weeks maybe, maximum for one month, pet sitter who would come to you uh, first week, two times per day, and after just one time per day, and, uh, you know, and take your dog outside uh, and pee and poop. Uh, when your puppy going to be around six months, your puppy will be in two months, basically. Your puppy, your puppy going to be waiting for six to eight hours in the crate and not going to pee and poop. So those two months, I would keep her, I would get that seater, or I would maybe drop off to the daycare. Oh, okay. So don't make that mistake, dear teacher, because we professionals, we would never teach the big dog. Go party and pee and poop inside of the house, especially have a dog like yours. It's not right, my dear. Good luck okay. with that, Keisha. We appreciate your call today, one 405 to connect with any one of our dream team here at Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. Are you traveling to Dallas? Have you been to Dallas, Lori? Yes, I have. The people there were very, very friendly. Cowboy butts drive me nuts. You'll find a lot of them in Dallas. They're in Yahoo! Dallas. All right, I was being nice. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, if you're, if you're traveling to uh, Dallas for the cowboy butts or not, take your pet along and stay at the Hotel Palomar or Hotel Lumen, just two of over 50 Kimpton hotels that are 100% pet friendly with zero fees and no size or weight limits. Find out more about Kimpton Hotel's hospitality program by calling 1-888-KIMPTON. Hey, you'll find a lot of those in Dallas. Yes, you will. I was there once. It was for the first interleague game uh, between the Giants and uh, the Rangers. And my friend was playing for the Rangers. And we, anyway, we went down there. And I couldn't believe when you walked into the hotel bar, it said, check your guns at the front desk. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is a whole different place. <laughs> This is Animal Radio. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavocin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Your your dog does not want a sweater this holiday or any day. Your dog would much rather show off its great-looking coat thanks to the grooming you gave with your new Wall Pet Clipper. Wall is the number one grooming choice of dogs and their owners. Because Wall's precision blades provide better-looking results, grooming at home is safe and easy and helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L-Pet.com. 
We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. You're listening to Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie, you're weird. You like smells of fungus, uh, yeast. Uh, you bring in bed bugs. Yeah. I, I like a good abscess. You know, it's the gross stuff. It's why, it's why I got into this field, really. That, that makes for a great veterinarian, really, if you like all that stuff, because that's the kind of stuff you see all the time. It sure is. And I don't know how many jobs you can have so many scents that are offensive, but kind of fun <laughs> in the same way. Uh, well, look around some guys and you'll find out. <laughs> hey, Lori, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Where are you today? Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, beautiful. We're really oh, hearing from Reading cool. today. Uh, WEEU, of course, our affiliate in Reading. Dr. Yes. Debbie's here. How can we help you? We have a one year old tuxedo female. And we've recently taken in a male Maine Coon. The male Maine Coon seems to be Casanova. Now, he is neutered. The female tuxedo is very territorial. Doesn't want him anywhere near where she is. Growls, hisses, and spits. Mm -hmm. Any ideas on how to get them or her to be more accepting of him? Okay. Now, let me get this clear. She was there first, and then he came in afterwards? Yes. Okay. And uh, how did that happen? Was that a mixing of households, or did you just decide you're getting a new cat and he came along? Mixing of households. The cat okay. was a gift to my aunt in August, and he was close uh, to eight months old. Okay. And now she's in an assisted living and can't have him. So okay. we've and how long him have in. they? How long have they been together currently? Uh, in the same house. About a month, maybe six weeks. Okay. All right. So if we've already got the kitties in the same environment, the the advice might be a bit different than if we have this information before you put them together. Because my first uh, rule of thumb is when we are planning on putting two cats together, the number one rule is patience. And I don't okay. throw kitties together and just put them in the same house and expect them to work it out. Um, okay. it, it, it didn't work for my college roommate situation, and <laughs> I don't recommend it for two cats. So <laughs> if you've already got them together... Uh, you know, we kind of have to deal with it as it is. But for other people that might be listening, we always want to do that slowly, separate them by rooms, reward them, feed them by the closed door, knowing the other kitty's on the other side. So your situation is going to be a little different. Um, now, we, the number one thing I would say for you is we want to make sure that your cats have ample resources for both of them in different areas and maybe in different um, aspects of the house. Um, okay. We want to make sure they're not competing for food, litter box, water, or for cuddle spots or per- for perching spots because those okay. are the things in a cat's world that they can get territorial about. And if there's not enough of those to go around, you're going to have more likely to have problems. So right. make sure you've got those things. And perching sites, I, I assume you know what I mean, like the little cat condos or the little uh, hammocks by the, the, the windowsill, things like that where cats can kind of find an area to get higher than the floor, and that makes them feel very comfortable. Okay. Cats 
cats don't really feel as comfortable when they're on ground level. So if you give them that little height, they get they feel more secure. They can get away from things. Okay. So I, I'm a fan of the kitty pheromones, which are scent hormones that we can use in social situations when there's little kitty angst going on, whether it's a house soiling problem or kitty introductions, aggression issues. So those are little things you can put either as a spray around the house. Um, you can use those as plugins, kind of like those Glade diffusers, and it releases these calming hormones, which can help with uh, some of the milder calming effects for uh, these kind of stressful events. And then from there, the big thing is going to be we're really going to want to make sure that we reward the kitties, and especially your female, when the other cat's around. So we're going to look for the most yummy treats, whether they're pounce, uh, whether they're some kind of uh, um, tuna treat or what have you. Those are the things that you're going to want to reward your kitty uh, with having the main coon around. Um, okay. if, if there's anxiety, if there's hissing, if there's spitting, you've you got to take a step back, give them their individual space, Maybe a couple days, because cats okay. have memories like elephants. So if there's a, a spat that happens one day, you got to wait almost three days. Let them chill it out. It's like two fighters going to their corners. Um, but instead of a 30-second count, it's three days. Um, and then, you, then you'll then you let them go back and have their uh, interaction, and hopefully you have a positive outcome with that. And then, you know, as far as making sure that you have some of those um, abilities to keep the kitty separate if you need to, whether it's a cage, a crate, separate bedroom, um, all of those things. But um, definitely got to keep in mind, it's got to be a good experience for your female cat when he's around. Um, so withhold treats at other times of the day. Don't give them indiscriminately. We want to reward only at the times when that cat's around. And uh, with time, hopefully they'll learn to tolerate each other and uh, it may be months. It may never happen, but my goal is always to have a quiet kitty household. Uh, if we get to be friends, that's a plus, but uh, if there's no bloodshed, that's, that's, I'll accept that. Even better. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Good Thank luck you. with that, so, Lori. Appreciate you your call. Maine Coon, very pretty, very big cat. They, it, it, gorgeous, it, yeah. it seems like their faces are almost human-like. They look at you and you just connect with them. Very beautiful cats. Thanks for your call, Lori. Calling from WEEU, Reading, Pennsylvania. You want to get signed up for the newsletter. I'll tell you that right now for the holidays because there's going to be some free stuff that we're going to be giving out and only people that are signed up for the newsletter are going to get, are going it. To get it. I love that free stuff. How about, how about, how about employees? Can employees get it too if we sign no, up? No, we're SOL. Just uh, send it an email that doesn't you know, end with animalradio.com, Joey. I do it all the time. Get a different email. Do a Gmail see, I, need the ins- yeah. I know the ins and outs now. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I, I need to listen to you. Talking about this on the oh, air. Yeah. How to oh. cheat our own system. Yeah, on the, the, I didn't know our mics were on. Yes. We're going to uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Yes. How you doing? Good. Where are you today? I'm over in uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. What's going on? You want to talk to Joy Turner? Yes, I do. She's right here. Hi. Hi, Joy. How are you doing today? I'm great. And what can I do for you? Um, I have an animal. His name is Jack. He's a Cocker Spaniel dog that I'm currently showing at the shows. And uh-huh. he seems to have a problem with um, with people, with socializing. He's, he's real scared of everybody. I mean, you know, it's something that he developed when he got to be around between seven to eight months of age. Okay. And did you say that you're showing him? Yeah, I was showing him, but I had to stop showing him because he would, you know, shy away from the judges. He would just kind of be like a real skipsy type, you know. Yes, he wants kind of you to know. He, he wants you to know that he does not want to be a show dog. He wants uh-huh. to be. A, he really wants to just be a pet. Okay. And I have known many animals to do this when they didn't want to be a something that their person wanted them to be. 
they would do something that would prevent being able to do that thing. He was really fine, though, as a younger dog. He, you know, when I took him out, he was fine. When I had uh-huh. took him down to the show, you know, um, environment. But he's something that he developed. Once he got the experience of being a show dog, he just didn't want to be anymore. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your input. Thanks, Lisa. We appreciate it. Good luck with that. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being a show dog. Do my little turn on a catwalk. You. Uh, you would be you a know? good show dog. I. You know what? I. I, I would. I would. I got to get this thought out of my head. <laughs> it's stuck in my head. Yeah. You can please get that out of your head. All right. We're going back to the phones, and I think I have a Linda on the line. Linda. Yes. Hi. Hi, Hi um, is- I listen to your show every morning on the weekend. Thank you. Uh, I have awesome. a toy poodle. She's five years old. Um, I At first I thought it was um, food, you know, like allergic to corn. I tried everything. I tried wellness. I tried blue. I tried all the high market dog food, I, and she would have ball spots. I thought maybe okay, it could be the food. but Okay. And then on the little ball, ball spot, she has like little tiny sores on it, you know, like little scabby bleeding sores. Okay. I took her to the vet, and they they said that she just uh, has allergies, and they gave me Benadryl, and nothing, no remedy, just okay. the Benadryl. And okay. I was just wondering, is this typical of poodles? She's a toy poodle. She's uh, four and a half. And are these sores anywhere in particular on her body, or just all over? Well, uh, one was under her chin. It healed, and the, grew, the hair grew back. And now it's on her backside of uh, on her tail. I'd have to say, and is she itchy with these areas? Yes, she tries to. Yeah, she itches and licks. Uh huh. Okay. Well, you know, I can't say in general that this is typical for poodles, but we know that allergies can happen in pretty much any breed of dog, um, and that can be also confused a lot of time with a lot of other skin conditions. So anytime I have hair loss or a pet that has sores on their skin, I like to get some sample from the skin surface because in many cases we can kind of jump on that bandwagon for allergies, treat for oh. allergies, and we can really miss some other things that might be going on. Uh-huh. So some very simple, quick things that we can do in the office is looking under a microscope with some slides and uh, looking at the surface of the skin. In many cases, we may find they have, um, pets can have bacterial or yeast infections along with allergies. And, and you can uh-huh. treat the allergies, but if you don't treat those other problems, they just don't get relief. All right. um, not only that, but it can spread. So, so that's generally how I like to approach that to make sure we're tackling all the different problems that we might be having going on. And things like Benadryl, um, other antihistamines can help symptomatically, but they're not going to be super to help that hair loss itself. So we have to find a way to stop that pattern of licking and chewing, uh, especially if there's self, self-damage self and self-destruction going on. So that might all mean right. putting a cone on or using other medicines, um, other anti-itch preparations. But um, okay. there's a lot of directions we can go with shampoos as well. And, um, and again, I'll go back to the skin sampling thing because there's so many different products that I can put into my um, client's hands to empower them to manage some of these problems. But we really have to get some idea of what's going on in the skin surface to, to give right. you the, the right direction in that way. Sometimes it's an anti-allergy shampoo. Sometimes it's a 
antibacterial shampoo, and oh. we need to tackle those in different ways. So that, those would be some thoughts. The other thing is, you know, with any pet having skin problems and allergies, um, you know, we want to talk about making sure we're on a good quality diet um, and that um, we're potentially even supplementing fatty acids, which can be helpful to restoring some of the luster to hair coat and mm. can help in dryness and flakiness, things of those nature. So mm-hmm. quite, quite a few things we can try for that. I think we can, uh, you know, give it a whirl right. and and see how that helps her out. How would I get to your sample? Uh, get sent in a sample or a biopsy sample? Or, I mean, Linda, you're going to have to head back to your vet to get that. Oh, oh, okay. Exactly, yeah. So if I didn't make that clear, yeah, that's something you can't do at home and you can't send the samples in. It's something that in the office they have to take. But we're working on the technology right now. Soon, uh, maybe in the next 10, 15 years, you can hold your pet up to the radio and we'll be able to know exactly what's going on with them. Linda, good luck with that. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your suggestions. 1-866-405-8405. That's not a bad business. We should think about this, Dr. Debbie. I know. Hey guys, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Canine Travel Mugs. Perfect for those road trips with your dog. Canine Travel Mugs are designed to fit securely in your vehicle's cup holder. and They're made with durable and attractive stainless steel. They come with a special, specialized, a spill-resistant rim. Visit caninetravelmugs.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, travelmugs.com. And get your dog their own mug today. You're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. As they sang, a horse is a horse, of course, of course. But it just doesn't sound the same if you substitute rat for horse. A thousand rescued rats have taken up temporary residence at Andy's Pet Shop in San Jose, California. They came into town in a climate-controlled 18-wheeler provided by the Humane Society and were greeted by 30 volunteers from North Star Rescue and United Animal Nations. The rats had all been removed from a home in Southern California where they'd been part of the filming of the A&E reality show Hoarders. Neighbors had noticed something, well, smelling like a rat, and instead of calling animal control, they called the reality show. Apparently, the homeowner's daughter had brought home one pregnant rat, and when it had babies, they weren't separated by gender. Big mistake. Rats give birth after three weeks, and then that litter of up to 20 can start breeding in 30 days. The rats had destroyed the house, eating through walls and tearing out insulation. When the TV crew and rescuers arrived, there were cages, but the doors were all open and there were rats everywhere surrounding them. The owner is now receiving mental support, and the rats are in little condos being fostered for new homes. So what do you do after you've won the triple crown of U.S. dog shows, which are the National, the Westminster, and the Morris and Essex Kennel Club? Well, maybe you go to Disneyland, or if you're like Rufus, who won all three in 2005 and six, you become a therapy dog. Rufus is a colored bull terrier, and he's approaching his 10th birthday. His owner, retired paramedic Barbara Bishop, takes him to nursing homes near their New Jersey home. She says that the nursing homes frequently are overlooked, and she wants to bring a little sunshine into these folks' life. Also, since a recent hip injury has affected Rufus's mobility, they can relate to each other. Barbara puts Rufus in a red wagon to make the visits easier on him. He loves it, and the residents have less trouble bending down. Rufus is a member of Therapy Dogs International, and has a championship daughter and two grand puppies. And finally today, just in time for some holiday shopping, Katy Perry has a new fragrance out inspired by her cats. It's called, wait for it here, 
purr. She says the fragrance is derivative of the characteristics of a cat, like needing to earn their affection and doing things on their own time. And she believes strong women can relate to that. Katie says she was never a cat person until she got her first feline named, yeah, wait for it, Kitty Purry, oh, and no. realized <laughs> and realized that they were just so much alike. She and her husband, Russell Brand, are also parents to his cat, Morrissey, and their new kitten, Krusty. That's Krusty with a K, please. Now, I figure we're just waiting on her new inevitable next hit song, I Kissed a Cat and I Liked It. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. I, like everyone else, don't have a lot of money to give away this year. I'm trying to get enough money to feed myself, my dogs. But every year I like to give like $10, $20 to an animal organization. Mm-hmm. I believe that if you give out 10 or $20, you'll get, what, 50 back? 55 I believe the going rate is fifty-five seventy-seven. Oh, that's not why you're giving out. Oh, of just course so not. It it's for the organization. Back. Is that how it works? Yeah, something no. like that. But uh, it's always a tough choice where to give the money. We get these things in our mail all the time from the ASPCA, from Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Main Society. Yeah. And I know these big, big companies, they make, uh, and companies, when I say companies, I don't mean organization. I mean companies. That's what the ASPCA right, like and uh, Best Friends are. They are companies. Uh, if they're nonprofit, they file 990 forms with the IRS. And our friend Merritt Clifton looks at all these 990 forms and he sees who's getting paid what. Where's the money going? He's looking at the organizations like Best Friends that pull in over 35 to $40 million a year. He's looking at the CEOs and seeing the ones that are getting paid $700,000 a year to run an organization. And he's seeing the organizations that are giving back to the animal. And he puts it together in a watchdog report, and he's going to be sharing with us in just a few minutes results from this year's watchdog. Is that legal? Is it legal? Is that all legal? Yeah. What do you mean, yeah. is it all legal? No, I'm, well, I'm saying if you think you're giving money, I, you know, I see the dog on the can that's starving. I think I'm, I'm giving money to the pet, and then I find out that 70% of it is going to the CEO or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that legal? Sure, it's legal. It's legal. They get away with it. That's why, you know, you find other places to put your money. you got to be careful about the organizations you pick. I always say go local. Find your local organization because my 10 or $20 is not a lot of money. But I know it's going to make a difference locally. It's going to buy food for animals locally, or it's going to help them with shelter locally. Whereas my 10 or $20 for the big organization that makes $35, $40 million a year, it's not really going to make a big difference, at least for the animals directly. Mm-hmm. So uh, Merritt's coming on in just a few minutes. Very excited about that. He does this yearly. So we get ready for, what, 11 days shopping? No, how many days shopping days are left? It's, today is the 11th, so it's, uh, you do the math. 13, uh, it, days. It's around the corner. 13, 13 days? Yeah. It depends. <laughs> I know, you do it right on yeah, the day. Yeah, I'll do the Yeah. Give it everyone Cracker Barrel this year. I got nine days before <laughs> I have to start shopping. Yeah, you wait till you the last minute, too. You guys are terrible. I'm done. Joey's a lot like me. It's a guy thing, I it think. Is. Yeah. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall. Dogs are one of the most intelligent animals. So it's no wonder that Wall Pet Clippers are the number one choice of dogs and their owners. Wall Blades provide better grooming results, and you'll look smart for saving money. Visit Wall, that's W A H L, pet.com.
Vladi is here. Hello, everyone. Hello, Judy. Hello, Hale. This is Vladi reporting. Are you ready for the Vladi, guys? I am. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, be careful what you wish for because it's coming. It's a rough world out there, son. It's dog eat dog. All right, you ready? Please listen. Vlade, the Russian dog wizard, the man behind the system and the phenomenon of the dog world. Oh boy. He's widely known as an international star in the dog training field. The former KGB dog trainer, Vlade, can turn the most notorious canines from around the world into loving companions. When Vlade speaks, everyone listens. Hello everyone, and this is the Vladi, and I'm receiving a lot of calls and emails from the people asking me, Vladi, are you real? We're enjoying your show. It's so hilarious and such and such. I would like to tell you, my friends, I'm also very serious dog trainer. And yes, I do like to combine it with entertainment. People call me infotainer, which is information and entertainment together. But I do serious business, and I'm specialized in the lost cases. I am the former Red Army and KGB Soviet intelligence agencies, as you know, canine trainer. I have traveled all over the world training the most unruly canine with the great success using my one-of-the-kind method, which I derived from uh, my mute and absolutely death dog trainer mentor from Moscow. People enjoying when I talk not just about the dogs, I talk about another subject in correlation, and they ask me why, and uh, you know what, I feel myself I qu- highly qualified, uh, I never shared it with you, but I have uh, my education as far as interest is very broadcast, bro- bro- very broad, not broadcast, broad, broad wide. I have a couple of master's degrees in different fields, and some of them in political science and art of economics as well. So I do see the humans as the dogs. I do see, no matter where we live, in American democratical society, so-called, or in the pack of hyenas, the rules of the pack is ruling our pack. You know, my wife was one of my successful, most of successful um, students, and the teacher as well. My wife Antonina, early in our marriage, momentarily showed to me where the boundary, where my, where my fence line is. <laughs> she, she always was the top alpha female, as we call, yeah, as the alpha bitch. And she told me, uh, Vladi, you know what? As soon, as soon as we get married, and we lived in her apartment, and her apartment was a little bit bigger than the typical American. American two-door crate back in Soviet Union. But she said to me, listen, Vladi, this is the my crate, and you have to follow the rules which I established in this household. It means no girls, come home in the right time, and so on. And if you follow the rules, you will be treated as the top man, you will have top sex, and you will have top life. And if not, you will be kicked out of my crate with the speed of Russian satellite-guided missile. Hey, Randy, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How y'all doing? Very good. Where are you calling from? Well, I'm coming into Los Angeles, California, driving a big truck. Okay, so go ahead. What is your question? I know the answer. I have a, People, I have more answers than you have a questions. Go ahead. Okay. What I've got is a four or four and a half year old Sheltie. We were listening to your show the other day about uh, the getting uh, dog neutered. Okay. Well, we we done that to him and uh, thought that might slow him down a little bit, but it didn't work. He's okay. pretty aggressive. He's pretty aggressive with people around our truck. Listen, Sheltie, 
they're not the bad dogs at all. It's a, I saw so many people with shelters who claim their dogs are aggressive, but in reality, those dogs just had freedom frustration. Freedom frustration, the way which the dog is developing by chasing someone, you know, like a mailman or somebody who is moving uh, uh, next to its window while the dog is inside of your house or moving next to your truck back and forth, and you allow your dog to bark. So if I were you, what I would do first things in the row, I would stop her from barking at all. I would uh, get a couple of pop cans with their pennies, and I'm going to buy um, bicycle tire inflator, CO2 inflator for 20 bucks from the bicycle shop. And I will equip myself with those two, two tools, and every time when she barks, I will sharply move forward, toss that object next to her uh, as I make that pop can, not table, not chairs, place, not bricks, and I will sharply make that noise. Ah, boom! She stops, good girl. Now, every time when you are next to her or in your truck, I would shoot with this uh, tire inflator. And she, boom. And you say, good girl. So you first think you should stop her from barking at all. That would be, that would basically would be 80% of the problem. Okay. Every time people only have a problem, we have two choices. Or keep complaining about the problem, which is much easier. Or take actions, which is much harder. You know, you're with Vladi and the Vladi talks, we should listen. Because the Vladi is uh, not in the business to extend any body level of stupidity. Never humans, never talk. It's, it's, it's not bullish type of the dog training. What I say, it goes. This is Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. <laughs> Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Get ready to make a very big place in your heart for Oogie, an incredible story about an unforgettable dog, says Gary David Goldberg, creator of Family Ties. Oogie's story confirms what Dewey taught me years ago. Even a wounded animal is capable of amazing joy if given love and respect, raves Vicki Myron, author of the number one bestseller, Dewey. Read the true story of Oogie, a dog nearly fatally injured who adopted a family and changed their lives forever. Oogie by Larry Levin, the dog only a family could love. Available wherever books are sold. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. The scoop-free self-cleaning litter box automatically sweeps away waste after Kitty does its business. For a limited time, Animal Radio listeners can enjoy a special holiday offer. Get the scoop-free self-cleaning litter box, a free toy, and free shipping for only $99.99. Offer can be redeemed at scoopfree.com slash animal radio. Offer expires December 31st. This is Animal Radio. From that they own, I'm ready to bow. I'll be there when you want it. Some way, some power. Cause when they know, ain't no miles to hide. 
who's this? Hi, this is Randy and Bridget. Ra- Randy and Bridget. Yes, my Bridget's my venerable cardigan corgi traveling companion. A corgi with little, little short legs there, huh? Yes. Are you uh, over the road? We are, sir, yes. Okay, okay. Sir is my dad, by the way. I'm Hal. I I, und- I understand that uh, I understand that you got a Dodge Journey pet destination for this week. I do, I do, and this will work really good for a lot of the truck drivers that have have pets. Okay. Um, Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, Salt Lake. Now it's a big place. Where in Salt Lake? It's uh, it's called the Cottonwood Dog Park. Cottonwood Dog Park. I mean, it's actually a dog park, huh? An actual dog park. It's at eight. 850 Redwood Road. 850 Redwood Road. By the way, we're going to put this up all at the website, so you don't have to write this down right now if you're traveling. You're going to be coming through Salt Lake City. What makes it so special? Well, what's really good about it, for the truckers anyway, uh-huh. is the fact that it's about three blocks away from the Sap Brothers Truck Stop. Okay. So there's truck parking nearby is what you're saying? Uh, a person could actually take a bobtail truck and drive to the park park on the street and oh. be at the dog park. Oh, very, very good. That's very important for the truckers. I know a lot of these places, you got to be able to find a place to park that big. That day. seems like the big uh, big yeah. deal this week. A lot of people say, is there truck parking? And as we say, you know, we, we have truck parking here at Animal Radio. So you can listen <laughs> also at our website at animalradio.com. I found this, of all places, uh, using my, my PDA phone on uh, a website. Oh, cool. Dog Park USA. Is that the website? That's the website, Dog Park USA. Is that dot com? Dot uh, com, yes. Okay. It, it, We're going to go check that out right now. Well, I appreciate it, Randy, and I have some uh, I have some good stuff for you and Bridget, okay? Oh, great. Hang tight for one second. There you go. Another Dodge Journey pet destination brought to you by Dodge Journey. They won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Awards with full down stain resistant seat, a chill zone glove box cooler for drinks, and multiple storage options with removable washable liners. It's easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with tails. Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? Your dog does not want a sweater this holiday, or any day. Your dog would much rather show off its great-looking coat thanks to the grooming you gave with your new Wall Pet Clipper. Wall is the number one grooming choice of dogs and their owners. Because Wall's precision blades provide better-looking results, grooming at home is safe and easy and helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L-Pet.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio.
out Judy's been over at Joey Volani's house for a housewarming, some kind of engagement, whatever, and of course I wasn't invited to this. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was just, you know, just a casual visit. Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah, it wasn't no housewarming. Believe me. I'm, I, you know, a housewarming, I want gifts, so I'll be inviting you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet you will. I just later. happen to be in the neighborhood, Hal. Okay. Yeah. I just don't want to make sure you're having more fun than I am. I was walking Ladybug. Do, uh, yeah, yeah, now I'm finding out why Ladybug is looking so damn she good. She does you're, look good, doesn't you're she? You're grooming Ladybug, aren't you, Joey? You make it sound like that's a bad uh, thing, listen, Hal. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Coming up in just a few minutes, Lori Roberts says what your pet's name says about you. Huh. Yes. What does Ladybug say about me? Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know what Ladybug would say about you. Uh, I don't know. You don't have to be a brain surgeon to know this time of year is a very profitable time for any veterinarian in any business. <sighs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, we'd rather not have the sick and injured pets. Sure, so, I understand so, that. So we'd like people to be better educated about things this time of year to really be on the watch for. And uh, I don't know how many of these things you know how. Well, okay, so avoid. I, I want everyone to get a piece of paper. If you're driving, I'm going to put this list over at the website. These are some of the things that Dr. Debbie sees in her office every year because uh, of one of these dangers. So we're going to tell you these dangers now so that you don't have to go to Dr. Debbie's office this year. Absolutely. And the first thing I'm going to mention are some of the different decorations this time of year. Electric cords and holiday ah. lights cats especially will chew on some of those little glittering holiday lights on the trees and such dogs puppies chewing on things so we see burns we see electrocution wow. and a, a lot of people don't know it's simple fix for that is you can pick up some pvc piping Ooh. at the home depot store or i'm sorry handy store yes and um, <laughs> you can actually run your electrical cords through that and it helps to protect those vulnerable sites where the, the pet might see them and that's good all year round like if you have a desk with computers you can uh, yeah. Yeah, hide those cords those there. Yes, okay, good tip, okay. Absolutely, and, and things like candles. If you've got a cat or a dog with a wagon tail, mm. um, you know, it's a risk for burns as well as a home fire. So uh, those flameless candles that are really popular now um, are a great substitute, or, or just to not have those candles down low where a pet might be. Um, but I'd say the, one of the biggest things we see, and it's a surgical emergency, are tinsel oh. and wrapping ribbons. Now, why is Ooh. tinsel so dangerous? Well, um, because it is long and thin and stringy, and uh, it's very attractive to eat, especially for cats, mm -hmm. but when it gets ingested, it's very lightweight, so the body tries to move it through, and it can't, and it actually can cut straight through the intestinal oh. wall. Oh, wow. So it's very serious. So, yeah, we don't want pets to have those. So if you have a cat in your house, you should never have that little hanging tinsel on your tree. Now, Avoid it. let me ask you this question here. Let's say we see that our cat did eat tinsel. We should not wait around for it to pass is that correct well in some in some moderation i personally um i had a cat that used to eat the curly q ribbons oh. off of the wrapping packages <laughs> until i got smart enough and i realized you just cannot have these on your packages if you mm -hmm. have a cat that chews ribbons you remove them you just you oh. know it's just those little stick on uh, things um so if some of it is being cautious watching for vomiting abdominal pain mm. and it may not be an immediate run to the vet um but you need to know your pet and know how big of a problem this is for them okay what about the plants around the holidays you know they always say poinsettia i hear both things that it's that poisonous rumor? it's not poisonous yeah you know um, all of the holiday plants poinsettias holly mistletoe they can cause some 
potential for uh, toxicity, but it's pretty mild. It is, it's really kind of blown out of proportion. Um, yes, you can have a pet with uh, vomiting, diarrhea, drooling. They may feel cruddy, but it's not likely to kill them. Then we're always feeding from the table, and I hear people <laughs> that say, okay, well, we can give them bones, especially if it's been cooked. You know, there's really no safe bone. They, they have the potential to cause injury anywhere down the digestive tract, poking. Um, it can cause uh, bad gastroenteritis, emergency surgery. And, you know, a lot of times people don't realize bones will break dogs' teeth. Mm. And that may need wow. them to be surgically removed or a root canal. So it's sometimes just not worth that risk. And I know people say, I've done it for years and years. Mm-hmm. My advice is just leave the bones away. You know, put that in the garbage. Um, and uh, I'm not a fan of the holiday leftovers. I know a lot of people are and they like to share that. Um, We know that 60% of pet owners like to share their holiday food with their pets. Uh, Hal. You know what Uncle Luigi did is he would, anytime he'd see food in the refrigerator that wasn't, he wouldn't eat it because he felt like it was maybe too old. Then he would give it to the dogs. And my attitude is if you're not going to eat it, then don't give it to the dogs. I mean, that's old, all those leftovers. Absolutely. Yes. And every year I see pets with food poisoning, not because it's just too rich, but because it's old and they thought, eh, I don't want this food to go to waste, so I'll just give it to the dog. And and they can get it salmonella, E. coli, just like us, so it can happen. But yeah, we want to definitely keep those holiday treats to a minimum. Try to keep it to a lean turkey meat, if anything. Keep the sauces, keep the sweets, keep the rich foods, the sides, all away from our pets. Avoid sharing that. This holiday season, let it be a safe and warm holiday season for your pets. It's getting cold here, so make sure if your pet's outside that they're not going to get frostbite. I bet you see frostbite around this time of year, too, huh? You know, even here in the desert, we can see frostbite. We have some mountains nearby. And it's, you know, spending time out in the snow, out in the cold, um, dogs and cats can get frostbite ear tips on the toes, on the tail, on the nose. So you want to limit the time outside and also just kind of be watchful. Um, Sometimes Dogs will get the ice crystals in their feet, and oh. that can cut. It can be very irritating. Um, so you want to really watch for that. And hypothermia, you know, basically a low body temperature, that can be serious. So if, uh, if it's getting really cold and it's below 30, maybe you need to bring the baby inside. Um, keep them warm uh, because... Young pets, old pets, and those with chronic disease are not going to tolerate cold weather well. Uh, Judy's putting little socks on Ladybug now. <laughs> little red socks. They're adorable, and they fit her. They're so cute. She was picking up her legs real high at first, but now she's kind of walking around. Them. Well, they're warm. They're warm, but you know what? They also have that little rubber grip on the bottom so she doesn't slip. They're just so cute. <laughs> I actually had a dog come in with those the other day, and I could not believe that she was wearing them like little sport socks yeah. and just kind of strutting along. Oh, my. So they can help. They definitely can. And then the other thing we talk about during the cold weather is antifreeze. Oh, yeah. Very common toxicity at veterinary offices all across the country in the cold months. Um, So we encourage people to use the less toxic alternatives that contain propylene glycol and uh, always clean up any antifreeze spills. Don't leave it Um, around your your garage if you're just one of those people that takes all your antifreeze and your poisons and just puts it in the shelf in the garage. Not, Mm -hmm. Not a real good place for that. Keep it out. Okay, all these tips over at the website at AnimalRadio.com, brought to you by Dr. Debbie, who does her homework, doesn't she? And she likes funky smells, too. And bugs. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with her right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It's cold. It's damn cold. It is cold. Like it at all. 1-866-405-8405. Gather around the warmth of your radio. I notice how when you're outside, you wear it those little... worse. How wears those little ear muffy things on his ears? Yeah, my ears Me get too. cold. Do yeah. they? You, see, uh, you know, I just started. I just started wearing them, and um, everyone makes fun of me, but um, I really don't care. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's the way I am because I I want to be comfortable, right? And my ears are cold, and you know, you got to think about your dogs, like my sister's dog Sophie. Their ears get cold too. Not only do they get cold, but they get bald in the winter because it's I don't know what it is. Have you ever heard what? of this, Joey? Oh, I got a good tip for you. They get that leathery skin, right? The yes. Hand and hair falls so out. weird. Yeah. Why does that happen? You know what? I'm gonna make that my tip. So you know, I'm not gonna tell it right yeah, now. You... So it's just gonna be a tease. I gotta stick around now to find out. Yeah. Like yeah, the rest yeah, you of us, hang Al. Around. Okay, I'll do that. one 405 Just for that tip and all the humor, groomer Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, pet travel expert Susan Sims and Villani, the Russian dog wizard, can deal out toll-free. Hey, if you have a question, Dr. Debbie's here. She can answer any of your vet medical questions. She uh, she actually helps me with some kind of human questions, too. I'm not supposed to tell you this because she says she's not licensed for the... <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to talk about this on the air? How? I was just telling about my goiter. Oh, she's jumping away. I guess I'm not supposed to be talking about this right yeah, now. Wait, I got, I got a, I can lance it for you. It depends where it is, though. Uh, <laughs> okay. you know, I got my exacto knife. I'll take care of it. Uh, the lowest common denominator, ladies and gentlemen, it's Animal Radio. Two weeks away from Christmas. Happy holidays to you. Um, gee, several days into uh, Hanukkah already. Stop it. That's what I'm thinking. Size 15, Nick. If you're making a donation this year to any organization, you're going to be wanting to listen up. We have Merritt Clifton coming on. He's the uh, watchdog for animal people, and he looks at all the organizations. He finds out who's making what, what the CEOs are taking home, how much is going back to the animals, and how much is going back to solicit you. For some of these organizations, like Best Friends or the ASPCA, they, they send you these things in the mail that you get every year. With a, They look cute. I mean, they have the little return label stickers and mm-hmm. sometimes a calendar or some, kind of, some little perk. If you send them $50, 20 of that goes to the solicitation of those snail mails back yes. to you. That's for postage and the paper and all of that. That's to a lot solicit of my money. You. Yeah, it's a, you want your money going right to the animals. Uh, animal people's Merritt Clifton joining us. He'll help us pick some organizations. You know what? Yes. I want names and numbers because I'm going to go knock on doors and get and get my percentage back. <laughs> so I want to know what the percentage is, and I'm going to go knocking on doors. You don't want to mess with Joey Volani. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you go to their car and you take off. And their you know what? Not only that, just for doing that, I'm going to take their money as well, whatever right. they have in their pocket. You know, some of these CEOs they make upwards of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for managing these animal organizations. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. It is that's crazy. Unbelievable. So, uh, more about that coming up in just a few minutes. Also, we find out from a career builder survey that people with dogs are more likely to be in management positions. I can kind of see that. Management position is what you call that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Alpha dog. You're a leader of a dog. You're kind of, you have those leadership skills, I guess. Ah, and people with snakes and reptiles are more likely to earn six figures. And we know, Joey Villani, you're a bird owner. You're more likely to be satisfied with your job, according to this survey. (laughs) Are you? what this says? I'm very satisfied with my job. But but, but my job, you know, I I need six or seven figures to be satisfied. So (laughs) remember that when they do their study next time. Money can buy happiness, we we find out. Absolutely. Okay, on the way, 
day today in just a few minutes, another Dodge Journey pet destination. And I understand today's gift that we're giving for the exchange of the area where you take your your pet, where you like to take your pet. You uh-huh. tell us, and in exchange, we have a big time present for you and your dog. It's a it's a spe- it's bigger than normal. We usually hmm. don't. They had to hide it away, Judy. Don't look like. No, I don't know what it is. How do you know? Why would they and tell you? Can't you? Tell? You're not allowed to tell. I'm not allowed to tell. No, I might be able to tell. All I can say is, if you want to give us your Dodge Journey pet destination, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and in exchange. You will get this, uh, whatever's behind See, door number three. I, I don't think Hal knows, because they would not tell Hal and not tell someone okay. else. So. Just trying to find listeners that want to give us like their let, pet Let's make a deal. It is yeah. like, let's make a deal. <laughs> I've got flop sweat over here. Yeah, they can pick door number pick one or two or three when they call in. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hey, I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. And Lori Roberts walking into the studio reporting on news today that your pet's name actually says something about you. Uh-oh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's like trendy people who, uh, you know, they, they go with whatever's hot. And there's some people, there's, you know, animals now named Beyonce or uh, Brittany and stuff. Of course, that's, you know, a couple of years ago. But also the basic names, Maggie, Brandy, Morgan for, ah. for dogs. That's Those are big. But people who name their, like, dogs especially, uh, something rude like Saddam or Stalin, it says something a lot about them. And I was reading this and it made me think of um, the cousin in. Uh, Christmas vacation, Randy uh, Quaid's part, who named their Rottweiler snots. Yeah, people <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, Those people not likely to pay their bills, too. Okay, more about that coming up in the news with Lori Roberts. Dr. Debbie entering the studio right now. She's going to answer your vet medical questions. Also, groomer Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, our pet travel expert Susan Sims with giveaways. She's sending someone to Portland this weekend, I believe. Also, Ooh. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Uh, Merrick Clifton is going to be joining us today, Judy. This is exciting. Of course, he's the animal watchdog. If you're a regular listener of Animal Radio, you know this. But this guy puts together a magazine, and he takes down organizations that claim to be working in the name of animals that are not. And every year, he looks at all the organizations. He looks at their 990 forms. That's an IRS form. IRS talk there. Yeah, and he lists what they make, what the CEOs are making. So if you donate to some of these big organizations, you want to get a copy of this report and see where your money's going and where they're spending all this money that is donated. Even if it's a local organization, you want to know. And I always say give local because those organizations need it so much more. Little town shelters that are struggling. A little bit more control there, too. Yeah. sure is. And you can donate your time. You can donate your money. You can even donate... Uh, blankets and food, whatever yeah, the animals towels. need. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, That's what we do because I know some of these big organizations, bottom line for them, their CEOs make a million, close yeah. to a million dollars every year. Yeah, Amazing. six figures. I'm not doing and that, so why should they? And I'm giving them my hard-earned down. money, don't you think? Yeah, what's mm-hmm. wrong with this picture? That's uh, all on the way. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team now. Let's go to the phones. Good afternoon, Pat. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Well, How are you? Very good. Where are you today? I'm in uh, Pennsylvania, right outside of Reading. Oh, listening on WEEU. Yes, that's correct. They're such a good station. 
Yes. <laughs> well, I have Dr. Debbie here. I hope she can help you. So what do we got going here, Pat? I have a cat who is uh, about 13. She's uh, an indoor declawed cat. I got her when she was seven years old, so I've had her six years. Um, I'm going to be moving next year, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to take her along because they have an 80-pound dog, which okay. is mostly smooth collie with a little bit of German Shepherd. She is 11. Okay. I'm trying to think of how I can do this. I mean, it's it's a two-story home, you know, basement and so forth. And right now I live in a one-bedroom apartment, so she has the run of the apartment, has never really been behind a closed door, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering if you could maybe give me information or help that maybe this could work. Okay, sure. And I guess a lot of when we're introducing cats and dogs, a lot depends on the individual pets and what their response is to, I don't want to say a, a opposing sex because it's not really <laughs> opposing a species. Um, so some dogs won't have a good response with cats. And we have to look at the personality and the instincts of that particular dog. Um, for instance, some dogs that have herding dog backgrounds, uh, some of the Australian shepherds and such, they can chase quite a bit. And that can be very unsettling for cats, especially one that is not used to being in a dog home. Other dogs that are have a strong prey drive, um, and this is where we get into, you know, people talk about pit bulls being aggressive. Well, they, they may have a stronger prey drive. So if a cat runs, they may be more apt to go after it and chase it. And uh, that can be uh, very dangerous um, for those kitties in those homes. So we, we have to look at the individual dog. If possible, try to do a little kitty testing beforehand. So if it's a matter where you can get your cat to that area um, where that dog lives and test that dog out, that would be ideal. If not, then we'd be looking for potentially another kitty that would be willing to volunteer um, to test them. And, and in some cases, uh, for dogs, you just know if they've attacked a cat in the past, I, I'll never recommend a dog to be placed in a home with a kitty um, if they have that kind of pattern in the background. So that's going to be a lot. Do you know much about the dog that, that is in that yes, other home? Yes, it's, it's my daughter's uh, and my son-in-law's dog. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I said, she's more coll- smooth collie than she is German Shepherd. I really don't know. Some will say certain dogs get along better than others. Well, if, if the collie has a strong herding uh, background, then uh, they may be apt. Some dogs that will say nip uh, children's heels when the kids are right. running, that's that's a demonstration of a herding instinct. So if that kind of thing is displayed in the home, it might not be the best situation. Um, if you're having an absence of any of these types of problems that we would say might be signs that a dog wouldn't be the most ideal candidate for a kitty uh, uh, house resident, th- then there's no reason to believe you can't do it. Now, actually, having a two-story home might be ideal to kind of do the gradual introduction and um, for a kitty that's used to only a one bedroom home you know that's actually fabulous because we can maybe um, introduce the kitty very slowly by separating physically so if you were making this move now and you're asking what do I need to do give me a crash course um, that's what we would do keep the dog and the cat a little bit separate in the house so that we don't have a lot of stress there's not actually communication initially and then we like to switch out some bedding some belongings um, and then work up to where they can see each other but not really physically get to each other 
the trick as we're going along is we want it to be positive. We want the pets to be calm. So um, we work up to where preferably we have multiple people helping in this. We have the kitty on a harness, the dog on a leash, and we introduce them in the same room but not directly to each other. And we reward them each appropriately for good, calm behavior. Uh, we don't want the dog to be loose, to come up to the cat, scare it. Um, so you really need to make sure you have a family right. and resources right. to help you in that way. And if there is chasing, that will set you back because cats do not like that right off the bat. Different if they've been in the same house and they're playing together and they're used to that. Um, but really keeping them separate, give the kitty the separate feeding and litter box site and be aware of foot traffic in the house. Sometimes it can be scary for a cat if they have to go by where the dog comes barreling through, going outdoor through the doggy door. So we want to make sure the cat has free access to go to their potty areas um, undisturbed by the dog. Yeah, well, she'll um, be in one of the extra bedrooms where she'll have to stay. I mean, she's used to sleeping on my bed. Well, that is not going to happen. Hmm. It's you know everyone's saying you should try it, you should try it, and then I'm trying to find a, a good home for it, and it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely older. It's harder with an older pet, but you know if she's healthy enough to make that move, and and you're committed to trying it, then um, you know I think some of this, the situation you've described actually might be ideal. That there is a bigger home, a little physical separation between there, and um, you know if you've got family members to help you out, then then I would definitely encourage you. Thanks for your call, Pat. At 1-866-405-8405 to connect with anyone in the Dream Team. This portion of Animal Radio, I've lost my voice. Where's my voice going? I'm gone. My career's over. This portion of Animal Radio, I was just joking, ladies and gentlemen. I know you were all getting really excited for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I thought I was taking over. You. I know. We were going to take over, huh, Joey? This portion yeah, of Animal sure. Radio is brought to you by, you don't want this job, brought to you by Flavison. <laughs> Flavison improves joint function in dogs, keeping cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and those joints flexible in the bodies of aging animals. To find out more about this breakthrough formula, visit www.yourolderdog.com. There. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. Giving your dog water on the road can be both messy and dangerous. Swerves and spills make the experience unpleasant, and ordinary dishes just aren't up to the task. Now there's Canine Travel Mug, designed to fit securely in your vehicle's cup holder. Canine Travel Mugs also comes with a special spill-resistant rim and are made of durable and attractive stainless steel. Great for road trips of any kind. Your dog will love having a travel mug of their own. Visit CanineTravelMugs.com or find us on Facebook. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 
When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by Oogie. Get ready to make a very big place in your heart for Oogie. An incredible true story about an unforgettable dog who adopted a family and changed their lives forever. Oogie, the dog only a family could love. Available wherever books are sold. This is Animal Radio, baby. to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Joey Villani with your grooming questions. Merritt Clifton is going to be joining us today. Of course, he's the animal watchdog. This guy puts together a magazine and he takes down organizations that claim to be working in the name of animals that are not. And uh, what is that you're eating over there? I, I really wish you wouldn't eat during the show, Joey. I mean, it's it, first of all, I have to clean up after you, and then it also makes me hungry. I can't eat. No, no, no. I always clean up after myself. I, I always. I don't. I found these cookies here. Well, share. Yeah. What's that about? Last weekend there was. <laughs> well, I a, thought you guys left them. I don't know. There was half a cheesesteak <laughs> sandwich. Like I'm shoving them all in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. take them. Yes. <laughs> Okay, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team. And uh, but right now we have finally found the the Godfather theme, so that means it is time for Joey Volani's tip of the week, brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. And where's the thing I'm supposed to read with this SeniorPetProducts.com? Oh, here it is. Oh, it's still the same thing that it's been for the last... I should have this memorized by now. It's still that same great discount that they're giving, 25%. Hey, if you haven't done your right before shopping, the holidays, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 25%. SeniorPetProducts.com. Get that uh, Christmas gift or grooming aid or uh, whatever you need for your older or younger animal. Or just look uh, look at the site. they got a lot of great research over there. If you want to get that 25% discount, look for the Animal Radio logo at SeniorPetProducts.com and put in the promotion code RADIOSPP. Radio SPP is like in Senior Pet Products. Radio SPP, and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great honor I present to you right now, Mr. Joey Volani. You know, this has nothing to do with my tip, but I'm very angry because um, my wife that. just called me, and we just, you know, you know, we just moved in, so we got new furniture. I got a new couch that was delivered the last week. I didn't know that. And my one male, Karen, who's new, did peed on it already, okay? And I'm very angry about this. The mother ducking with a D dog. I want to strangle him right now, but um, it is what it is, I guess. Well, we should ask Vlade. I got to talk to Vlade and see, and see what, you know, what I can do. I'm a groomer. I'm not a trainer. Yeah. My dogs are spoiled, you know. Why haven't so you invited anyway. me over for a housewarming party yet? That's what I want to know. You know what? The neighborhood's not ready for you yet. I live in a nice neighborhood. And, you he's know, trying to I mean, be nice it's, to me? It's, oh, he's trying to make friends with yeah, the neighbors. Yeah. He doesn't want them to know but, that yeah, he's associated I gotta, I gotta with wait. people I don't like you. Be Isn't this your time for your Judy, tip? Judy didn't tell you Judy was here. Shh. 
I've been there several times. Over to his house, several times. This is your time for your tip, I believe. This is the time that Senior Pet Products has paid for your tip. Where the hell is your tip? What? You need the music again? You need the damn music? I'm gonna say the music. No. Okay. Here we go. I like this music. This was my wedding music, so <laughs> you know, and I love my wife, so it's, only it's you do. Music. Get over to his house. Now, someday may be bad. Anyway, make a long story short here. Dogs that have um, prick ears, okay, ears that stand up, okay, like your Chihuahuas, like your Dobermans. Like Ladybug. Uh-huh. Like, just like Ladybug. And this, you know, you know, but you live in California, so it might not be, but California gets cold. It's it cold right now. cold. I'm cold right now. Anyway. You see, I could cut glass. What happens is, are you going to let me get my tip here? Yeah, Hal. Just go oh, ahead. Quit interrupting. When dogs have circulation problems, which a lot of dogs do, what happens is the blood doesn't pump into with into the ears. So what ends up happening is is they lose hair because the hair falls out. Now you'll notice this on a, on a lot of these dogs; it almost looks leathery. It's a really really easy thing in the winter, or if you just notice it any time, coat your dog's ears not heavily, lightly. In petroleum jelly, like a Vaseline type. Wow. Now, it has to be petroleum, nothing water-based. Like, like Vaseline? You don't want to use Vaseline. It works perfect. You don't want to use aloe or anything like that because, it, you know what, water will freeze, so it'll only make it colder. Uh-huh. What, believe it or not, what this does, it keeps the ears a little bit warmer. So the hairs will grow, and you'll have hair on your bald dog's ears once again, it works like a charm. Um, I did this with, with, with the woman that told me that she tried everything and been to every vet. And two weeks after doing this, she had little fuzzy ears coming back, and she loved me. Well, will that so, work on my ears, it. too? Because I noticed some of the hair is coming off of my ears at the very top. Yeah, you know moment. what? Um, it, 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 I, I think it'll work on your ears as well. I've never tried it on, on, on human ears. I'm, I try to keep the hair off my ears as I get older. So well, That's the difference you know, between you know. and me, Joey. <laughs> hey, if, if nothing, yeah, it'll you keep your ears warmer, Hal. one 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it all. Get ready to make a very big place in your heart for Oogie, an incredible story about an unforgettable dog, says Gary David Goldberg, creator of Family Ties. Oogie's story confirms what Dewey taught me years ago. Even a wounded animal is capable of amazing joy if given love and respect, raves Vicki Myron, author of the number one bestseller, Dewey. Read the true story of Oogie, a dog nearly fatally injured who adopted a family and changed their lives forever. Oogie by Larry Levin, the dog only a family could love. Available wherever books are sold. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. The scoop-free self-cleaning litter box automatically sweeps away waste after Kitty does its business. For a limited time, Animal Radio listeners can enjoy a special holiday offer. Get the scoop-free self-cleaning litter box, a free toy, and free shipping for only $99.99. Offer can be redeemed at scoopfree.com slash animal radio. Offer expires December 31st. Flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavocin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 
Judy's answering calls. I'm Hal, and I'm about to reach over and push boom the studio cat away from that box over there. <laughs> yeah, he's going to fall. You know what he's into? Do you know what he's into? He's into the Stella and Chewy. Yeah, That's he what is. he's trying to get. <laughs> Look at him go. Stella and Chewy samples. It's dog food, but he's re- he really he likes it. it. They do have a cat food. Uh, Stella and Chewy's natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat. And uh, he's, don't let him knock that over there. These are samples that we want to send you. If you want to try this food out, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. You'll get all the information about sending us a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll send you a sample of Stella and Chewy's back. It's good. Hurry up before Boog gets into it. Yeah, or before we run out, uh, or Boog (laughs) eats it all or something like that. Which one are we going to? We're going to line two. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hello, Hal and Judy. Nice Uh to talk to you all. Nice to talk to you. I'm your over-opinionated truck driver that calls in every once in a while. I missed you. <laughs> well, I was calling to talk to Dr. Dr. Debbie, Dr. Debbie. that's me. Yeah. Calling to talk <laughs> I was to you. kind of I, sitting I, in my way here, but I'll sorry. push my way to the, the mic here. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, we kind of got I kind of got it figured out, but I want to run it past you. Our Boston Terrier um, started having diarrhea this morning. Okay. And I'm not there. I'm here in Virginia, and she's over in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, we were. I'm kind of figuring it's going to be with when the girlfriend washes the floor, uses this orange citrus stuff, and of course the dogs are going to walk across it. But it's only affecting her that her she, the diarrhea is like yellow and milky almost is what my girlfriend said. Hmm. Okay, but you have multiple dogs, and she's the only yeah, one that's we, sick. Yeah, our our uh, our French den and our French bulldog aren't having that problem. Okay, and this is a citrus and orange one of the citrus oil based cleaners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I, I'm not overly sold with the idea that that's particularly the cause. A lot of the uh, citrus-based cleaners do have lemon oils or citrus oils, which, you know, they can be irritating to the surface, potentially, um, of the like surface of their skin. But I really can't say that I've seen a pet develop a GI upset from that, just from traipsing through the area that's been treated with that. Um, right. Now, if a pet chewed up a bag or a bottle of it and got into an, an oral ingestion in that way, that might be a, maybe a different thing. So I I might actually be looking for a potentially another cause for this yucky diarrhea. And there's no great science when we talk about colors of diarrhea, but when someone says yellow or milky, you know, I get a little curious, and I'm looking for infection potentially in those situations. So, um, you know, I would certainly, you know, make sure that there's not been any kind of rapid diet change, uh, something that she's been offered off the table or a new no, they treat. Don't eat pe- they don't eat people food. There's only one type of treat that we give all of them. Um, mm-hmm. We did change the food, but that was about three weeks ago. And okay. But we did it gradually with their old food and their chicken and rice that we mix in with it. Good. And um, But she, she just noticed it because when she washed the floor the week before, it happened then also. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then she well, washed I mean- the floor again yesterday, and it's happened again today. And I guess if it was a transient thing and it went away at that time, then, you know, maybe I would agree with you and make a link on that. It's just not a real typical type thing. But as always, I always kind of look towards the medical side of thing. And before I would ever blame any product for anything like that, I would 
make sure we get a stool sample checked over to your veterinarian because um, sometimes it could be a, a chronic parasite, it can be a type of a bacterial infection um, that can attribute that type of uh, problem, even if it is an intermittent one. So I want to make sure we look at that. And then I guess the other thing is, boy, she needs to come over and help me clean my floors. <laughs> sores in my knees from scrubbing my floors. It's horrible. Well, she, so. thinks she does that there, and then our roommate has got three cats, so then she tries to keep that room clean because of lady we're rooming with she, she she does a good job but not really that good of a job but <laughs> no, I just really you're on the air now so we have to you're gonna get in trouble there well steve we appreciate your call today you've been a little get bit of a stranger on. you know no i know it's just you haven't had many a while opinions? i didn't have xm and all that but oh I like calling in and talking to y'all. Okay, well, we, we hope to do it again. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team now. Didn't seem to have a lot of opinions today. No. Animal Radio is brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. Enjoy a special holiday offer. Get the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box, a free toy, and free shipping for only $99.99. Visit scoopfree.com slash animalradio to get yours. That's a good deal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is a good deal. Hi, this is Sheena Easton on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. It's so important. This is an Animal Radio News Update. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. Does the type of pet you have say anything about your career? Well, according to a new survey by CareerBuilder.com, it does. 2,300 U.S. workers with pets took part in the online survey, which found that people with dogs were more likely to be in management positions, such as a CEO or vice president. People that have snakes or reptiles as pets were more likely to earn six figures, and bird owners more likely to be satisfied with their jobs. As far as career choices, dog owners were more likely to be professors and nurses and IT professionals in the military or entertainers. Cat owners were more likely to be physicians, real estate agents, lab technicians, machine operators, or personal caretakers. Meanwhile, fish owners were more likely to work in HR or the hotel and leisure industry, be in farming or forestry, and be travel professionals or work in finance. While bird people, they're more likely to work in advertising or sales or in the construction trade or in administration. Reptile owners, well, they're usually engineers, social workers, marketing and PR professionals, editors or writers, and police officers. In other words, I don't think there's a common thread here at all. <laughs> How about what your pet's name says about you? Veterinarians say that what you name your pet says a lot about you. Trendy people tend to name their pets after whatever's hot at the time. When it was Star Wars, there were a lot of Luke's and Darth's and Leah. And now, yes, there's Shrek and Brittany and Beyonce. One vet says cats get more whimsical names, sometimes after historic characters. Consequently, dogs get less creative names. However, veterinarians can tell if somebody has a pet with just a flat-out rude name like Saddam or Stalin or Infidel. Those people are the ones most likely not to pay their bills. However, I do have to say I know a Vietnam veteran who is a great guy, and he named his German Shepherds Ranger, AK, and Incoming. 
raccoons in the news a lot the last few weeks. In Alameda, California, Rachel Campos de Ivanov was walking her 20-pound Yorkshire Terrier late one evening in a park near her house when she saw a pair of eyes near a fence. In no time, a raccoon was approaching them with four more coming out of the trees. She tried to walk briskly to get away, but tripped, and as she was trying to protect her face, a raccoon sunk its teeth into her leg. She's undergoing rabies treatments now, and this is the seventh raccoon attack in six months. Meanwhile, in Covington, Georgia, Michael Cannon is out on bail after his pet raccoons attacked his nine-month-old daughter. He'd rescued the two raccoons as babies and bottle-fed them and treated them as pets. Officers received the report of an attack and found the nine-month-old girl with lacerations and her dad was arrested for possessing game without a permit and unlawful possession of wildlife. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. Eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Now, despite the economy and how broke I am, every year I like to try to give a little bit to an organization. I'm one of those people that believes if you throw out a little bit, it'll come back tenfold. It hasn't yet for me. But Karma. I- <laughs> But I am always looking for a good animal organization to give to at the end of every yeah. year for a tax deduction and to help an organization that really needs it. Yes. And I've learned so much over the last few years of, of what organizations are good. I try to give local. And uh, yeah. that, a lot of these bigger organizations, you know, they make millions and millions and millions of dollars and they really don't need my help. And in fact, yeah. I understand it. And we're going to get the guy on who told me this. A good percentage of every donation that I make goes to the actual solicitation that you get in the mail. For know, more donations. For more donations. They don't actually go to help the animals. And I wanted to... Is he there, Judy? Yeah. Yes. Hey, Merritt, how are you doing? Merritt Clifton, top dog at Animal People Magazine. And those of you that are longtime listeners know Merritt. Those of you that are brand new to Animal Radio, Animal People is a, a leading independent newspaper. They provide original investigative coverage of animal protection issues worldwide. They're not in anybody's pocket, so they give a watchdog report at the end of the year of all the organizations, how much money they make, what they're paying in taxes, all the information. How are you doing today? Welcome to the show, Merritt. Morning. Tell us, when we are given to an organization, what we should be looking for. Well, the normal range for expenditure on fundraising and administration for animal charities is around 25%. So if somebody's within a few percentage points of that, they're pretty well managed. But there are places that spend upward of 70% of their revenues on further solicitations and prospecting. And there are some that have little or no visible program, uh, one of which that we've been blowing the horn about for a few years, uh, just this week lost their right to use the uh, website spca.com, which belonged to the Montreal SPCA, but had been taken by the organization SPCA International through some convoluted board dealings, and they have now been judicially ordered to give it back. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting development there. Merritt, would that be a tip-off to people who are trying to give to a charity if it's not a .org? 
Uh, not necessarily, because oh, okay. many of the older domain names uh, were .com before .org existed. Mm. So okay. the, the first organizations to be online, such as animal people, are you know, very often .com. That doesn't mean anything at all. What, what are some things that we should be looking for in an organization? Visible, visible and viable yeah. programs is number one. Okay. And you should get independent verification that the programs exist and are doing what they claim they are doing. Because we do, unfortunately, see quite a lot of claims about programs that really uh, don't stand up on the ground. And that's, unfortunately, uh, more often true with overseas programs than with domestic programs where people can just walk in the door. Yet there are some really outstanding overseas programs that are well worthy of support. Could you name a couple of those, please? I wouldn't want to give a commercial for any one organization, but the Watchdog Report covers more than 40 overseas organizations that are doing very good work, as well as around 100 located in the United States that are doing good work, in some cases not so good work. And and I'll tell you in just a second how you can get the Watchdog Report. Is my money, will my money go farther if I give to a national organization as opposed to an organization in my backyard? Uh, no, it won't. The organization in your backyard needs the help anyway because they don't have the fundraising outreach. Mm-hmm. But not to knock the large organizations because they do have to have a large infrastructure to work at the national level. But in terms of how far your input goes, it does go farther with the locals. And it also goes farther usually with the overseas charities because they're not maintaining such a large overhead to do national level work. Now, it is normal for a national organization to have a fundraising and administrative overhead of closer to 30% than the 25% that's norm for the field. It's also not unusual for old organizations with lots of old money to be able to spend less because to a certain extent they can run on uh, interest and dividends wow. investment accounts. But we've seen in the last couple of years, the organizations that pursued that strategy really got whacked. And many of them really had to cut back their programs because suddenly the money wasn't there. They'd lost their nest egg in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Among those were the International Fund for Animal Wealth. Welfare, Massachusetts SPCA, National Audubon Society, and nobody ever expected to see those organizations in a financial squeeze. Mm-hmm. And yet they were, because among other things, the legislation governing the way nonprofits are allowed to invest their money prevented them from drawing out cash to subsidize their programs wow. after their endowments dropped below a certain level. Mm. That, that's a problem with the law, actually. It was structured to keep charities from gambling their uh, endowments. But in the case of a severe recession, it actually worked against the charities being able to continue their programs. Now, at the other extreme, the organizations that had always spent everything coming in on program without setting something aside, so to speak, for a rainy day, they actually turned out to come out the best because they still had the dynamic programs on the ground that were still attracting donations, and they were used to having to scrape at times, and, and so were able to keep moving. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about an organization, uh, Best Friends, because they are an organization that really look very grassroots from the outside, and they do that intentionally. They want to look very grassroots. And then I've realized that they make upwards of $35 million a year. And I'm thinking, what does my $20 really matter in that big picture? Everybody's money matters to a certain extent in the big picture for everyone. To take best friends, for example, they do a 
many programs, outreach programs around the country that are assisting local organizations. Now, the local organizations are still having to raise funds and operate programs and all the rest of that, and they are much better off if they're getting the support directly rather than having to rely on a large national organization, whether that one or any of a number of others, uh, stepping in and subsidizing what they're doing. It's like, God bless the child who's got his own. Uh, it is, is, to my mind, very good that Best Friends, now the Humane Society of the U.S. and the ASPCA, more and more are making pretty substantial grants and providing support services and all the rest of this to the smaller organizations, which historically they didn't do very much of. They're now doing far more than they ever did before. But still, uh, those organizations benefit a lot more if you send the $10 to them uh, rather than send it to the national and then rely on the national to apportion it to the local organizations. How can we get the watchdog, Merritt? Well, the watchdog report is $25 from Animal People, Mm -hmm. P.O. Box 960, Clinton, Washington, 98. Two three six, excuse me, nine eight two three six. Nine eight two three six, and we'll put all that over at the website. Can somebody call and order that? I'm not there this weekend. Okay. Uh, I'm actually on the road. Okay. But you can go to our website, www.animalpeoplenews.org, and you can order it online. And for many people, that's the easiest way to do it. AnimalPeopleNews.org, and we'll put the links to everything you've heard on today's show over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Merritt, thanks for coming back on the show today. This year, I am uh, definitely giving local, probably to my local shelter down the street. Exactly. I, I think that's where my $10 is going to make the biggest amount of difference there. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first full-service hotel to respect and welcome pets. Kempton's Hospitality Program offers plush beds, designer dining bowls, pet treats, toys, along with services for dog walking and pet sitting. No restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, as well as zero fees or pet deposits. Come stay at a Kempton Hotel whenever you travel. L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, and many more. Go to www.kemptonhotels.com for Kempton Hospitality. Giving your dog water on the road can be both messy and dangerous. Swerves and spills make the experience unpleasant, and ordinary dishes just aren't up to the task. Now there's Canine Travel Mug, designed to fit securely in your vehicle's cup holder. Canine Travel Mugs also comes with a special spill-resistant rim and are made of durable and attractive stainless steel. Great for road trips of any kind. Your dog will love having a travel mug of their own. Visit CanineTravelMugs.com or find us on Facebook. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. 
treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Welcome back. This is Susan Sims for Fido-Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. You know, I recently had the pleasure to visit Seattle with my dog, Junior, and I let my husband, Greg, come along, too. And we were so pleasantly surprised to be able to visit and stay at the Hotel Vintage Park in Seattle. And on the line is Sandy Burkett to tell us all about it. Hi, Sandy, and welcome to the show. Hello, Susan. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Kimpton's one of my uh, favorite properties, and we really had a blast. So I think sometimes when people are taking trips, if they've not traveled that much with their dog, don't you find that they're really surprised when they step into your property of all the amenities that you're going to provide during their stay? Um, We have a lot of people that will actually call through ahead of time, and they are surprised. Um, They call first to make sure they can bring their pet. And then some travelers, some of our corporate travelers, are really pleased to find out that we are pet-friendly, and then they utilize us for leisure travel as well. I think it's always fun when we're hanging out in the lobby, and then you run into someone, they, they're either coming off the elevator with their dog, or you know they're checking in, or I always never fails when people will say, I didn't know you could bring your dog here. Yeah, I think they find in a luxury hotel that that is a big surprise. And all of our staff just genuinely love the pets that come through here, so... We all have fun. What are a couple of the things that uh, people that are staying with their dog at the Hotel Vintage Park, what can they expect? Well, especially if you let us know ahead of time that you're traveling with your dog, um, we can set up your room ahead of time. We do a complimentary doggy bed, so it's good to know if you got a little dog or a big dog because those beds come in different sizes. We do a little doggy bowl for water and a bowl for uh, their food and special little doggy turndown service, you know, so that we can put a treat in the room uh, when we turn down the beds for the uh, for the parents and then for the pups. Now, for those types of amenities, uh, do you charge any pet fee? We do not charge any pet fee. We What we try to do and, and what we've found is that our guests are very practical pet parents. Their pets are well-behaved. We rarely have any issues. That's good for the Fido-friendly nation, I think, out there. And always tell people that they're representing the next uh, pet parent that travels with their dog. And, you know, Seattle's such a vibrant city. Uh, What is there to do with Fido nearby? Ah, well, we're right in the heart of downtown, so you can easily walk with your dog around the city. We have several parks nearby. One great dog park called uh, Plymouth Pillars Park, which is just a few blocks away. And I know we're big fans of the doggy uh, menu. You know, obviously they could share what we're going to um, have when we in-room dine, but do you have anything special? We work with uh, local pet vendors and can definitely get most foods that your dog would like, and room service is happy to deliver them. Every dog gets an organic buddy biscuit when they come in. So, and I understand you have a great prize for one of our listeners. Absolutely. Um, The Vintage Park would love to host one of your listeners for a one-night stay here with us. And 
please feel free to bring your dog along. And when you make your reservation, just make sure uh, that we know the dog's name so that we can have it up on our board and, uh, you know, so that they're welcome properly when you come. So be the first caller at 1-866-405-8405 to win a one-night stay at the Fido-Friendly Hotel Vintage Park. For more information, please log on to HotelVintagePark.com. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Let's head back to the phones, 1-866-405-8405. And hey, Rosie, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for hearing me out about my dog. Okay, what's okay, going on? what do you have going on there, Rosie? Um, I have a, a Scottish Terrier. He's black. He's an Aberdeen-style uh, Scottish Terrier, and he's five years old. I've um, The problem with him is that uh, on and off for about a year, uh, I, he's had this skin condition. He, he licks his paws all the time, and I started noticing he started scratching a lot, and um, his back looked like he had like some type of dandruff and and loose skin so mm-hmm. i took him to the doctor and she says that uh she diagnoses as, as a yeast infection in the okay. ear canal she she put the video in his ear and I, we could see the yellow spots so it, it spread to his back and to his paws and especially under under his mouth like on the, on his chin he okay. he there's this crusty style thing that is growing there Mm, so okay. he's scratching and and poor poor my baby, but he's it's funny because he finds ways to scratch under the furniture and Aww. and he, yeah. So so his 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 fur right now is very short. He's very short, and I had him all trimmed, and especially under his mouth. I just left okay. the the top part of his mouth so so that he wouldn't lose his personality, you know. So um. I clean it, I, I, I give it back, and then I, the doctor recommended some uh, medications, of course, and a couple of shampoos that I, that I used. Okay. And it, it kind of uh, went away, and it came back, and then it's been like that. This last time I took him, uh, she gave me two shampoos this time, and I wrote down the name so that I could tell you what, I'm, what she recommended, then soil. Okay, sure. And malacidic, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, malacidic. You got it. Yeah, and an oral medication, Posatex. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my, my worry is that it's been going on, and, and I'm thinking I might be doing something wrong because, you know, I haven't been able to help my poor baby with that. Mm-hmm. So my my question was that how do I prevent this to happen? Or is there? I, I was wondering if there's um, like a home remedy or or um, or something I can do different so that he doesn't get sure. this problem. Okay, a lot of good questions there. And now you said um, your baby's also on an oral medicine. Is that a yeast medicine? Yes, ah, that, that one, you know, the little bottles of pills, I, I was not, I did not ask what exactly it was, but I okay. gave him a pill in the morning, or one, one at night. Okay, And that, that went on like for two weeks, and 
you're still you still have okay. that. So all right. Now, if we're talking about a pet who's having yeast infections, and we're not just talking limited to the ears, but also elsewhere on the body, the number one message that I could tell you is that yeast is rarely the sole problem. It's usually a secondary problem. Mm-hmm. And some of the common problems that can cause a pet to have a recurrent yeast infection in the ears or on the skin are problems such as allergies, allergies. food allergies, and even some hormone problems. So if we don't address those problems, we may very well see failure or common reoccurrence of the yeast infection. So, and uh, I like the idea that you're using a lot of different kind of methods. You're using a shampoo, you're using a um, topical medicine, and you're using an oral medicine. Um, and I would say that for yeast, if we're treating yeast that's in the skin, um, that treatment method may need to go on for many weeks and sometimes even months because pets with yeast in the skin, it causes kind of a thickening, an odor, a nice kind of foot smell to their body. And um, just like a person who has athlete's foot, you can't treat that and cure that within a short period of time. And many times it'll take months, um, weeks upon months to, to get those kind of fungal infections under control. So we have to approach dog yeast infections the same way when it's involving the skin. So um, that might be something is to really look at, you know, have we treated long enough with the oral medicine? And in my hands, I often will treat for at least a month for skin yeast infections uh, using that oral form, sometimes longer. And then, uh, making making sure that we're using that topical shampoo regularly as well, because that helps to loosen the debris on the skin, and we try to get that healthy skin below. Um, so until you get that dry flake and all that kind of thickened skin out of the way, um, yeah. we can't really expect healthy skin to to be able to to defend itself, if you will. Um, and and I would say that the underlying causes are so many times we overlook this. Because it's expensive and it's kind of a pain in the neck to have to do more than what's currently right in your, you know, in your face there. Um, but it is important. So things like you ask, what can you do at home? Well, yeah. I'd ask your veterinarian about what kind of food can I feed that might yeah. help my pet? And in many cases, I'll prescribe a hypoallergenic diet, something that's in, say, a novel protein line, food that your pet has not seen before. Maybe it's a venison-based diet. Um, maybe it's going to be a duck-based diet. Um, but I'd ask your veterinarian if that's an avenue that you can go down because in many cases, that single step can make a big difference for pets with chronic skin disease. So I'd look at that. And then I'd also look at doing things like fatty acids in the diet. Um, it's a good, simple thing to try and to try to help uh with all these other modalities to try to help that skin. Um, So I think we've got a lot of potential options here. It's just kind of a matter of um, making sure we're committed to the duration of the treatment, that we don't give up, and that we're really looking for those kind of underlying problems that could be throwing a wrench in the system. (laughs) And and I I like treating smelly skin because I feel it's so rewarding, and I love the calls when people call back after I've treated a good um, skin infection or ear infection. They say it's a joy to be around my dog again and I can sleep in the bed with him because I don't smell like old feet when I get up in the morning so um, there is hope and I know I know that um, there is success with many of these pets it just takes a lot of diligence so. Rosie stay the course and we wish you the best of luck thanks for calling today okay that's it time for us to get out of here today remember the phones are open all week long at one 405 8405 there's voicemail there so if you have a question about your animal you don't want to get on the air 
care. Just really just need an answer rather than the ridicule of Dr. Debbie or groomer Joey Volani or animal communicator Joey Turner or Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard. You can actually contact all of us directly via email from the website at animalradio.com. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.